What's up, fam? Welcome to Most of the Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 164. I gotta talk really fast because we only have 55 minutes to record and then we're all done. <laughs> and we're deleted forever. It's the end of the world. Uh, my name's John. I wanna be deleted forever. Oh, don't say that. We'd be sad. Yeah, I don't actually feel that way. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I shouldn't have thrown you off. Depressing tones of uh, at VG occasion, Chris Salty Sternum. Stern, how's it going, man? Tired. Look, ready for the weekend. I, I have a three-day weekend, so just nice. one more day. <laughs> for any particular reason or just for shits and giggles? I get him doing my tax filing with my tax guy, and then I have uh, have some flex time I have to use. So nice. I have a good manager. That's why. Hey, that's always a nice thing to have. Yeah. Uh, James, how you doing, man? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. I had a busy day at work. I'm a little, uh, little exhausted, but uh, I stayed up way too late playing a video game that I probably shouldn't have stayed up way too late playing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me uh, get through this lowdown, yeah. and we'll talk about that video game. Yeah, let's do that. Anyway, I don't have anything in front of me, so hopefully I can remember all of it. Angie's not here to keep me in line, so uh, <laughs> let's see. You can email us, podcast at mostnormalgamers.com. If you want to be part of the show, you can tweet us at Podcast. You can call us at 507-291-2991, even if you're just sick for work and want to let us know. um that's also acceptable apparently and what else did i miss oh the substack.mn what is it chris substack.mngamers.com mngamers.substack.com yeah that's what it is thank you for our newsletter which um um, when this episode comes out this is me putting it in the universe again i'll have written something on friday with my day off and you'll see it at some point I'm shrugging right now. <laughs> From your lips to God's ears, man. It's happening. You just called all of our listeners God. Oh, yeah. You're welcome, listeners. I'm going to deceive our <laughs> listeners with a... Oh, oh man. Nice. Any guesses on what that was? Mm. Uh, a balloon popping. Oh, a lacroix. It is actually a Kroger brand... Cranberry lime seltzer. Ooh, I was close. I don't even know what a Kroger is. It's a grocery store conglomerate. Oh. Store brand ass soda water. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Soda water is top notch, so I don't... I dig it. (laughs) Do they have still sell clearly Canadian in Canada? (laughs) It's like a sparkling water. It's like Uh, the original sparkling water. uh, I'm getting it. Because it was in like a fancy glass bottle when we were in Canada. I'm gonna say no. Have you ever had Topo Chico? Have you ever had Topo Chico from Mexico? Also fancy glass bottles. No. They have alcoholic Topo Topo Chico, but just the straight up (laughs) stuff is pretty good too. Anyway, sorry for cutting you. Yeah, it's all good. We have we have alcoholic water. It's we just call it vodka though. So. Oh. And Grey Goose. Anyway. I don't think that's from Canada. I don't know. We drank it here. It would make sense yeah. with the goose. The goose mm-hmm. is loose. Grey Goose. Believe it or not, one of my it. favorite one of my favorite um uh vodkas is I think it's Tito's, which is out of uh, oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. And oh, right on. last time I was down in Texas, 
I had the hotel right across from their distillery. Oh boy. <laughs> it was not a good nice. combination, but it was a pretty good trip. We so had a safe way to walk home afterwards. All um, we did is walk, so yes. Grey Goose is French. There's the, the French flag oh, is like on the label. I knew that. But with the, just with the French flag, flag, you can never know if that's French a, flag. French flag. <laughs> it's like uh, a grenade made out of French fries. Yeah. <laughs> you just throw a potato at someone and burst into French fries. But you can, it could still be from Canada, you know. No, that's also people. true. James, do you speak French? Uh, bonjour. Je m'appelle James. Tu es coumant cochon, which means you eat like a pig. I dated a, a French uh, girl for a while, and I learned a lot of bad phrases, and that was about it. I tried. <laughs> I, like, I honestly tried. I We have to learn it in school, and I just... I don't know what it was. Languages just never clicked with me. I was more fascinated by the individual words in other languages than being able to string them together. And I think that was my downfall. Sure. Yeah. I could see that. Do you have a favorite French word? Oh god. I not off the not off the top of my head, I don't think. <laughs> you can but, add a très bien ensemble to your mm, there you from a Beatles song. That's the only reason I know that phrase. <laughs> Very good. Um, so yeah, I think that was it from the lowdown. I can't remember anything else that I would have missed. So James, tell me or Chris, do you what? What do you? Who wants to go first? Paper, rock, scissors. What are we doing here? Oh. I, I think mean, James is busy with a dog. Oh, no. my dog just came. I see BB in the background. Yeah, I was I was getting my my hand up for some. She looks Rocker very. Is it a boy or a girl? I forget. She is a girl. She, yeah, yeah. Looks very excited. Yeah, she is always so stoked. <laughs> She's so cute. Anyway, Chris, what have you been playing? You go first. Nothing new, but I forgot to mention that I checked out like the first fifteen minutes of. Um, What's the road game? There's an indie game. 96? Something 96? No, it's the one that's like super hipstery. Anyways. Well, it's leaving Game Pass and I'm not going to be able to finish it, so who cares? Um, Pokemon. I'm, I'm down to literally just having the last gym leader to fight, and then I have like the capstone to each of the three storylines to finish. And I think the game's pacing and like difficulty curve and narrative are hurt by the open world, kind of loosely able to do anything in any order structure in a way that I don't like. I think it's too easy to level up. And so you're not guided by the difficulty of the enemies that you're facing because your team's going to be overleveled for everything you run into for the most part. And I, I just don't think... I think the narrative threads are not helped by the looseness of the structure. I do know that certain events are tied to, like, this is your fourth gym so now this story beat relating to the Elite Four is going to happen after the fourth gym. This is your fourth Titan. This story beat is the fourth Titan story beat. 
Like I've noticed that, but overall, I don't think like, I don't think it's a better narrative for having been turned into these little narrative bites that are spread out and kind of, you can do them in any order. I'm going to just throw something out at you, Chris here, just because I think there's something really interesting about this, the, the newer, this new generation of Pokemon. And I think it doesn't super favor people growing up playing red and blue or silver and gold in, in the way that when we grew up, we collected the Pokemon pretty much just to make our team. And we walked around with our core team and we had our, our team from the start to finish because we grew up watching the shows. We like that sort of like, you've got to get this emotional attachment to them. Whereas these newer games, you change your Pokemon on the fly. The boxes are just like what are you push the right shoulder button and you open up the box and you uh, swap them out and you're done and you get a new group. I found I was swapping my guys on the fly all the time. I was changing them up. I I had like a core, like three guys, and then the, the last ones were on a rotation. Mm. Um, different event, like, oh, I need. I definitely need more of this type of Pokemon, I would just like swap out for that, that type of Pokemon to take down a certain enemy. And I found because of the XP share and because of the way the world kind of worked, everybody, like I could have multiple teams without really worrying about sacrificing one over the other. And I think it's built around more around that style of play than the one party game that we grew up with and another aspect of it is like just collecting pokemon is so much easier there's so many like even shiny hunting in this game it, they've made all of these changes to a generation that's like everybody's got like 30 shiny pokemon whereas we grew up and like somebody had a shiny pokemon and it was like no you're you're lying you got to bring your game boy to school and show us you this isn't a real thing and it was more of like that myth of, oh, my God, he's got a green coughing. What? Who, what? That's insane. And like, um, but nowadays it's like shiny hunting is a part of the game. Like it is literally just an, a facet of the game that people people play these games. They collect everything and then they collect all the shinies. And that's that's kind of like where I think the game has evolved in a different way. Um, this has nothing to do with story beats. This is just about. Um, uh, like the way your your Pokemon level up is, I think, more designed around having multiple parties or teams. Sure. The, and I had a friend of mine who, who played the game like when it came out was like, yeah, I basically like cycled through having like two or three different teams over the course of the game because like Maybe I did this storyline too far and then like I could bring out level 20 Pokemon because I'm back over here. And I think there's like a degree to which it's like any other, it's like any other game. You get out of it what you put into it, right? Like if I wanted to like force my, like if I wanted to force myself to have a challenge, I would play with Pokemon that are like under leveled for every area and every gym leader and stuff. Um, but what I think it's lacking and what I think actually Pokemon 
I want to say like Sun and Moon did a really good job of this actually. Like Sun and Moon felt like episodes of the anime. Like there was like a through line storyline that you were following and like interacting with these characters and doing stuff. And I just feel like the open world structure and the like, like I said, like it's, it's dispersed. It's like a networked out narrative, like doesn't suit the narrative. Well, like I, I, I think, I think the, the plot is all mostly secondary to the fact that it's an open world Pokemon game. And I think like, that's, that's just the <laughs> we finally got the open world thing we know they can write decent stories but they kind of it felt at tacked on and the three different stories give kind of give you like a direction for you to uh pursue your adventures and it's nice that they kind of broke out like here's your like solving this weird mystery of giant pokemon here's your um doing the gems quest and here's your uh, doing the Team Rocket quest. And in order to beat the game, you gotta do them all. But you can kind of take them as... I have ignored what are they called, the the team that uh, you go up against, the bunch of students. Team Star, yeah, yeah. Team Star. I dominantly, like, I pretty much ignored them. I, uh, until, like, Chris was like, oh, you can you get better items in the stores for doing those quests. And I was like, Oh shoot, is that how I get this item? And so I would, I guess I got to grind out a bunch of them. And uh, I'm pretty sure I just like pounded through like four of them near the end, just uh, like I barely like skipping text and because I didn't really care. Like I got the gist of it after the first like three and I was like, okay, I get what's going on here. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, finished off the uh that storyline because you you get you get stuff out of it there is some benefits for for doing it and that's how you like progress in certain aspects of the game just like gaining like different traversal abilities by doing the uh uh what are the the colossi pokemon or whatever the titan pokemon um you get different uh abilities to your mount your uh muradon or I can't remember the Cor- Corridon or something. Um, the the riding Pokemon. So you would get different abilities and then that would denote kind of like, okay, this is how you progress tri- like exploring different areas of the game. And then of course leveling up your, or beating the gyms allows you to level up without having to worry about uh, your Pokemon being, being bad. So I don't know. It was, uh, I thought it would, it, it I thought it kind of like it made sense, like pacing wise, like, oh, OK, if I ignored something for too long, things kind of felt out of balance and you kind of had to do like balance them all. But um, the end of the day, it was I was really not playing it for that story. Sure. But I think like if the story was networked together or like easier to follow, I, I, I think the game has like spectacular characters. The gym leaders, the elite four, your rival, like all of these people have spectacular designs. They're pretty well written. They have like very distinct personalities. They have opportunities to like express those personalities. And I just wish it was strung together a little more linearly to like push you along. And I also think like the difficulty curve benefits from that linearity too. And I know, like, 
you like the dream Pokemon game is MMO open world Pokemon. Like that's been the dream Pokemon game where you just walk up to so, like literally back in the day on the PC, they had a hacked version of this of Pokemon where it was like, yeah, there's like a hundred players on a server and you can walk up and talk to them and battle them. Like, I'm pretty sure that exists. I don't remember what it was called. And like that in a lot of ways is like the dream game. It's like, I'm one of the people who you run into in the wild and now you're battling me as a real person, right? But what you get with this game is the open world, that's a Pokemon I can see it, I can go touch it, fantasy. And I think like, I know I talked a little bit last week about it, maybe it's just like open world fatigue at this point. But I don't think the trade-off of what you get in terms of the open world aspect is worth what you lose narratively and like i don't know like the that there are certain things in this game like so sort of spoilers for pokemon if you can have mechanical or spoilers or whatever right but like i there's these stakes in the ground and i'm early enough in the game where like maybe after i beat the elite four or something or after i beat like the titan storyline or whatever it is right maybe you get a map that's like here's where these stakes are so you can go find them but at this point in the game because i have ocd i'm just literally combing every part of the map to find these stakes and it's like it's not there's no friction because your mon like your rideable legendary is like able to just fly everywhere it's just spread out for the sake of being spread out and obtuse for the sake of being obtuse to open these doors to these, you know, legendary Pokemon that you want to catch. I did catch two of them this week. I think they're designed well. I think those fights are actually interesting. And the this grass, they have such weird names that I wouldn't be able to like tell you what they are. But like this grass dark type one. Slug. Yeah, weird Weird Love his design. Love his design. Yeah. It's just weird, freaky guy, right? Yeah. He has Giga Drain, so he's like regaining his health as I'm trying to catch him. And I was like, I've got you, fool. So I put out my Gudra, my little mid-tier yeah. Gudra. Not actual Gudra, because for some reason it's like you got to hit level 65 or something with this thing to get it to evolve. I don't remember. Yeah, and, and it's got to be raining. Oh, fuck off, really? It's really not that hard. There's some areas that are. I know, but I've just been grinding levels on it. If it's a, if it's in the 60s, just uh, level them up it, while, while it's raining. Or just check. If it's raining, just check to see if you can evolve them. Because that's what you can do now. You don't. They don't auto level up. You have to select them to level up. Which is kind of cool. Because now uh, you don't really need to worry about those. Uh, I mean, yeah, they do. They still do. Like you have to win a bat, you have to do a fight and have them level up during a fight, and they evolve. Yeah. So how do you? Is there something in the menu to trip an evolution? Oh, maybe I'm thinking. No, I'm thinking of what you call it. I'm Arceus. Arceus. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> so easy. damn it, James. I know. So, so easy to keep track of. Um, so here's the thing. That Pokemon has Sap Sipper. I got a version of it that has the ability Sap Sipper, which means grass moves don't hurt it and actually boost its attack. Well, of course, I don't want to boost the attack because I don't want to kill this thing. But I also don't want it to keep gaining health back. 
So like I tank like two hits from Giga Drain to keep it from gaining health back. And then it's just like, what if I just killed your thing instead? Um, I don't know. It like there's things about it that I like. I'm looking right now, I'm on Smogon University, like, well, am I gonna make a competitive team? And what the answer is is no, because I have other effing video games to play, and it's March 29th as we're recording this. And guess what? Zelda's out in like two months. Speaking, dude, of- I totally forgot that in the beginning. By the way, the date. That's what well, I forgot. You're listening well, to this. Angie, it's already, Angie's already mad at you, and she's making <laughs> fun of you all over Twitter. Yeah, you're already <laughs> roasted, roasted and posted. Anyways, so I'm gonna stop harping on Pokemon. I like have already ruined a bunch of these weirdo looking Pokemon evolutions that they have on Smogon and like overused and underused tiers. You got like just weird, weird looking mother effers. So do you like it or you don't like it? The game. Here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a good Pokemon game. Like, I don't know. Every Pokemon game hits very specific buttons for me that, like, no other games hit. I just, I think I would be enjoying it more if it was actually, like, it, the things I like about it are making me crave the experience my girlfriend just had with the, with the Pokemon Pearl remake, where it's just a Pokemon-ass Pokemon RPG game. I love Pearl and Diamond. Those ones were great. So, I know everybody hated them, but I thought they were perfect. So that's that. I I will step off my high horse here. The only other game I've been playing is Marvel Snap. It's too good, and I can't stop. How many hands is your horse? <laughs> that's how you measure horses. How many hands know. of Marvel Snap did I play today? No. Six <laughs> hands per game. High horse. <laughs> I guess you only have one hand in a game played so many hands of marble snap the other thing i've been dangerous about and getting back into is i'm uh building commander deck for Mar- uh, magic the gathering for paper Mar- magic the gathering i'm building a commander deck so nice yeah what have you been playing james uh just a little game i don't know if you've heard of it it's kind of i think it's from an indie developer called resident evil 4 remake <laughs> oh yeah that's from cupcom yeah, Cupcom. Um, Those are the people who made Cuphead. That's about how you know they're indie. Cupcom. You guys are idiots. It's compact. <laughs> compact. <laughs> um, but uh, is it, yeah. like, wait, isn't it uh, isn't it CompuServe? Oh man, I was trying to think of one of their anyway. subsidiaries from the NASA era, but I couldn't think of any. I think of it. Ultra was Konami's and. That's the only one that can, keeps coming to mind. Anyway, um, yeah, I've been playing Resident Evil. I've been playing it a little too much. But it, it, <laughs> it's, it's keeping uh, you up at night. That's how you know keep, it's a good horror. It's keeping me up at night. Uh, it's really solid. Like it's, I, It feels like I remember it, but then you go back and you play Resident Evil 4 on like GameCube or mm. even like the Wii, uh, which had motion controls, which was, oh my God, that was the... Are you trying to startle me? Give me a heart attack? Sorry. <laughs> uh the um no it's got like like the old ones were were great i remember them being good and i'm gonna be like everybody's every uh re fan is gonna be like this guy's a lot is a 
not a real fan when I say Resident Evil 4 was never my favorite. And I never really, like, I enjoyed it a lot. But, uh, sorry, Resident Evil 1, the remake, like, the GameCube remake was by far my favorite Resident Evil. And I will, like, I love that game so much. Um, yeah, I don't but, think you're alone, man. I think, like, quote-unquote true Resident yeah. Evil fans, that's probably their favorite. I know my friend who's played, played like, uh, fucking code veronica and all that shit like code veronica uh, too yeah i've heard it's good but i can't do the tank controls and even the remake i bought the remake of the first one on switch and it still has those tank controls it looks like better you can still fix it a little bit with the more modern ones you can like change the controls so they're not necessarily tank controls but the problem is the tank controls were there for a reason and it's because of these uh uh static camera angles that frame yeah. each area like a like a, like a shot of a movie. And what's so beautiful about that is the fact that it creates this unique sense of dread that you don't get in like these action versions of Resident Evil. And guess what? Gameplay of like the remakes of two and three, they're great. They're fun to play. They're super exciting. Uh, they just don't have that sense of like dread that they older games had when like you walk into a room you are like seeing your character from the front and the can like somewhere in the foreground where they, the camera is not picking up is a zombie and you can hear yeah, it moaning, you can hear it moaning shuffling yeah. towards you. But what it yeah. does have is like when you ho- hold up your gun, it auto locks to the nearest enemy. So you, you can competently shoot it while, while it's in the state, but you don't have without that visual, it created that sense of like, Oh my God, there's something here and I got to defeat it. I don't know where it is exactly. And it creates like that sort of like tense moments. And, and the tank controls really played favorably to that because by pushing forward, your character will move forward. And then when the scene changes, you're not like immediately walking the other way. You're continuing forward, which is one downside with uh, swapping the controls to a more like standardized setting. Modern setting. Yeah. I think, I think two did a good job of still keeping that, uh, suspense when you are in a room or in an area, even with changing it. I, I just think they should go back and remake one into what they did with two and three. I, I and while I will hold the original uh, remake to like on a, on a pedestal, I completely agree. Yeah. I think there's yeah, a place for both, both styles. Yeah. And the dude, remember the, I mean, those games were intense. They were, truly like survival horror sometimes because Mm -hmm. like the number of ribbons that you had and ammo was actually like at a minimum. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. Those games were hard. It was like managing your resources and it was such a, Oh, I, I love the older resident evils. This four was kind of like the cusp of when I started to like fall off of like enjoying what resident evil was becoming. Um, and it was still, it was a phenomenal game. And, uh, and I'm just blasting through this game. I'm loving every second of it. Like the what they've done with the this remake is just basically like, hey, everything you remember, it's still here. It's just uh it's just better. And they cut yeah. out quick time events, which let's be honest, never never the best part of Resident Evil 4. Um yeah. there was a quick time event boss that was it was okay, but after like the third time you like died like near the end, it was like 
God damn it. I don't want to do yeah. this all over again. You got to do the whole thing all over yeah, again. Yeah, it's so grating. And they made it much, yeah. much more bearable. Um, Yeah, no, it's, I, I'm loving it. They did cut out, I have noticed things that they've cut out. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, I'm not disappointed by the things they've cut out. They've not, like, it has not been a negative experience. And they've shuffled some story beats around. So it, like, flows a lot better. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, like, right at the very end. I think I'm on chapter 15 out of 16. And Oh, wow, man. I'm, fuck, I'm loving it. You really it. have been getting after it. Because I, I was telling you yesterday, I started it. But then it's, it reminds me of the first time that I played it. Because you had to figure out, like, where all the characters, or all, where all the enemies were. Yeah, yeah. I told James last night, Chris, like, I... Play, I died like three times and then I had to stop because I was too spooked because obviously the do you remember the in Bloodborne when you get to there's like a cemetery type area and these there's these ladies that like scream mm-hmm. and then stab you with pitchforks yeah that's oh, like sure, what sure. they're they've made a reappearance in this game yeah. <laughs> I feel like because they look very similar they well, that, that, that section's very reminiscent of Resident Evil 4 yeah. of the village yeah Oh, like, for sure. It, yeah, it's it it's is. almost an homage. I don't know, James. You, you I, I defer to you two. Like you two have played more Bloodborne than me, and probably more Resident Evil. Oh. Four. I played a crapload and watched a friend play a crapload, but I didn't. I didn't get pat, very far on my own in Resident Evil Four, and obviously I haven't beaten Bloodborne because Elden Ring came out and ruined that for me. <laughs> so, um, I am I wrong? Like, it, isn't that village like a pretty strong illusion? I think I think it's inspired by and if it's not, then like it's it's inspired by the same sort of ideology of where that's like the, like the thematic same right. thematic same roots. thematic core there. Um, sure. There's definitely like even like I like when you go into like somewhat of a gothic castle in Resident Evil four. And oh, yeah. that's like the other aspect of Bloodborne is like these like cathedrals and castles. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's um it's really, it's really something. This this game. I, I know that uh, I, I I was talking to to John last night, and we were ta- reminiscing about the original GameCube version and and playing the heck out of it. And mm-hmm. I was uh, I was mentioning like we would like me and my buddies we would like do like pass the controller and see how far we can get in mercenary runs at the end of like, mm-hmm. Resident Evil Four. And like I'm typically not that style of like high score gaming. Uh, or like that sort of like play until you die. That's not my thing. But I guess just like what that game became for me was those sort of mercenaries. I have since not been able to play any other mercenary game like like in Resident Evil. Like they're like, oh, we got a mercenary mode. And I try it out and I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> um, I, I tried like the in Resident Evil Village. I tried it and I was just like, I'm not enjoying this. This isn't mm-hmm. have it. But like playing that first area again in uh, Resident Evil Four, that big that that event, you know, like the, yeah, uh, the the iconic village fight, and um, and playing it again. I remember, like, I think I posted a clip of like me playing it on on t- uh, Twitter, and I was just like, it's just like riding a bike, and I'm just like shooting people in the knees, kicking them in the heads into bear traps, jumping through windows, knifing a guy, stealing the oh, ammo, yeah. running out. Like I was just having so much fun doing those parts, and then I was like, getting to those points where I was like, do I like, do I even like, 
do like try and hide or do I like go for the easy thing? But I waited for like the second chainsaw guy. So I have two chainsaw guys chasing me and I was just having a blast. And then after that point, everything else just got so much harder. Like I was running out of ammo. Yeah. Like it felt Mm -hmm. like I felt like I was like I was in control in that moment. But maybe it's just because like I have so much experience playing that specific area in mercenaries on the GameCube that like it just felt like second nature. I knew where all the mo- like the areas are. I knew how to dodge certain um, inv- like enemies in this area. And I was like, oh, I know where I can. I can loop around here. I can drop a, a grenade on them or I can flashbang these guys and uh, jump mm-hmm. off kick down all these ladders from this window and now they can't get up at me or it's going to be harder for like I knew what I was doing and then going from to the next area I was like oh yeah I remember this area and then just get like attacked by some enemy I don't remember in the originals like there's like there's like a new I think it's a new enemy it's like these big guys with like animal heads and uh, they're usually like they got like sledgehammers or or various like heavy duty weapons that do a lot of damage to you and i don't remember them in the original so and and maybe i'm just getting thrown off by these like other specific enemies that are showing up but yeah i i'm loving it they made the lake area a lot bigger like it's a bigger set piece in the story Mm. and it's fantastic like you just cruise around on the boat to different parts of the lake and you have to solve a puzzle there and i thought that was brilliant rather than just being a boss fight location yeah and then done yeah, yeah. You're like oh, i got the thing from the late guy and now i'm gonna i had for- totally forgotten how much of the uh like combat was part like melee based mm-hmm. like you want to shoot somebody until they stagger and then yes. kick them in the head oh yeah and, and then that's the thing too. Like I I've noticed, I don't know if maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like my kicks are not as strong as the original GameCube version. Cause I remember kicking people's heads off. Like, yeah. like, like mm. you were doing so many like moves. Whereas like in this one, it feels like you just knock them back for the most part. Yeah. But for sure. uh, it is definitely, that's the way to go. You, you knock them down, you kick them and you, you keep moving. Yeah. But, I'm going to have to try that when I get back home. Yeah, to uh, try a different approach because the three attempts I made, I think it was bad. I had all of them after me, like all, <laughs> literally all of them. And I'm I have like one hit left, and they're like backing me into the corner, like where I came in. Yeah, I was like, well, they can only, you know, sometimes they come behind you. Yeah, like they'll go around you. So I was like, well, they can't go behind me if there's no behind me. Yeah. and uh, then the chainsaw dude came out <laughs> out of nowhere and like chainsawed me and i was like i was gonna die anyway yeah i was like i gotta try something else because i had like literally like 10 dudes in front of me yeah and then the chainsaw guy so there is i was messing around with like some some things because it felt like enemies were just popping up sometimes i was like yeah there's no way you could come from that direction village can't hold this many people there's no way you can come from it and so i tested it with a crow that i found in like like there's like a courtyard in the castle and so i was like all right so i shot the crow and like i climbed something and i turned around and the crow was sitting back on the ledge that i shot him from i was like what the i thought i i thought i I thought i killed you and so i shot him again and i watched just to see what would happen nothing 
And then I spun the character and camera all like in 360. And he was back standing up by the time I finished rotating. So it's like certain enemies are clearly operating on this sort of like they'll spawn when you're not looking in a certain direction from like a pretty obvious location. But if there's no way of them getting there, they can still potentially spawn there, I guess, under weird circumstances. I think it's designed so you're never going to really notice it. But even like there's been a moment where I was like, there's no way this guy can get out of here because or like get get here. But they still got there. And I'm like, I wonder, I wonder if there's, yeah. there's weird spawns and they're not spawning at doorways necessarily. Yeah. Interesting. So, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. But yeah. I, I am excited to do more of it. But it just reminds me of the first time I played it because I know that village <laughs> took me forever the first time I played yeah. it. Yeah. For the similar reasons. And it's interesting that they've made those increases in difficulty or they've just changed it to accommodate like yeah. the way we play games now. Cool. Are you playing on standard or or easy mode? What do you mean? Like, like No, I played like standard. Standard? Yeah, yeah same. Um, there's a, there's one <laughs> there's one moment where I was like, do I switch it? Do I switch it back? But I didn't. I kept with it. and I'm doing okay. It's not too bad. Um, yeah, I do die more than I think I should, but uh, yeah. But yeah, just getting caught off guard. There's uh there's some some things that can like you can like kind of get stun locked with and uh they don't happen super often, but like there's an example a cow got angry with me and I got like stuck between the cow like moving its head like this and like it doesn't hurt you, but it goes you you get like Ugh, and you can't move for a half oh, second. Yeah. And then it does it again. And I'm just like getting like pressed against a fence with this cow <laughs> just like moving into me and like I can't move. Thankfully, no enemies were around to like take advantage of my of my weakened state of being <laughs> locked there for like 20 Dude, seconds. Pummeled by a cow. <laughs> yeah. Um which oh, I man. saw Steam, a Steam review was like, I got killed by a cow, 10 out of 10. Good game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good time. Speaking of cows, in Harry Potter, or not Harry Potter, Hogwarts Legacy, I always want to call this game Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, you can tip cows with Flipendo. Uh, good good spell. And, and there's actually a, <laughs> a trophy for it. That's hilarious. So I obviously got that trophy. It just, it's kind of weird because you like flip the cows over, which... I, I mean, I don't know what I expect it would do. It seems like animal <laughs> cruelty, cruelty, which is not too cool. But anyway, uh, I did finish Harry Potter. Oh, nice. Not Harry Potter, Hogwarts Legacy. I'm yeah. never going to stop doing that. Uh, it was fun, man. The combat, I would say, could use some work. I think it gets really stale after a while. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't, if Resident Evil wasn't here already, I would totally just be playing the shit out of that game until I took a did everything that there was to do in it the story's fantastic it's at least as good as like one of the actual stories i think like the books or whatever um so i don't know that game's it's a really good game Mm. so shout out to that were you done talking about resident evil james uh, I am now. Or did you have I'm, not, else? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm <laughs> never going to be done talking about Resident Evil. Uh, you know what? I do have to, something to say. So before it came out, I decided to go through one of my, like, I've, I've had a book on my shelf for a long time. I was like, you know what? Gearing up for it, I'm going to read through Itchy Tasty, which is a, uh, a book. Basically, it's an unofficial um, uh, history 
of the Resident Evil series up mm-hmm. until four. And it's written by, I'm never going to remember his name, Alex Anil. Trebek? No, it's not Trebek. Alex Anil. And fantastic book, by the way. And he basically just talks about how, like, Resident Evil, like, came to be and how, like, the it effectively saved Capcom from bankruptcy and how, like, the different iterations. Like, I had no idea that, um, uh, what is it, uh, Devil May Cry was originally supposed to be Resident Evil 3. But they're oh, really? like, yeah, so like they're like, oh, we're going to have Leon Kennedy be in a castle and fight like demons and he's going to have superpowers and it's going to be like a little bit of a departure from what we've normally been played. It's going to have like these. Basically, it's they, they were doing Devil May Cry and they're like, eventually they're like, you know what? This feels like such a departure from Resident Evil that maybe we'll just make it its own thing and we'll make like this spinoff of Resident Evil 2, the actual Resident Evil 3. And so that's how like Resident Evil 3 became a full-fledged numbered game in the series. And Devil May Cry, who almost was Leon with superpowers, um, became... (laughs) Interesting. And uh, yeah, so it's... I know Resident Evil 3 gets a lot of slack for not being like a complete game. Maybe that's partially why. I loved... I thought... I was a huge fan of Nemesis. I thought it was a fantastic game. I've only played the remake and it was... Also awesome, but yeah, I, I and you know what? Speak I speak to the original. I think it also got a lot of flack for not being a big enough a full game. Yeah. Full People game. Were complaining about that at that time when games yeah. cost sixty bucks that it was a sixty dollar game instead of like forty. I had yeah. no problem paying sixty for it because I I loved it. Loved it. I played a bunch of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, now I'm done. Cool. <laughs> you guys got any news you want to talk about? we decide yeah. not we only got 13 minutes left on our yeah. clock times and then i don't know what happens time goes by so slowly for those who wait how about one piece of news yeah i've never wa- read or watched one piece so i don't know if i can contribute neither really gotta be a nerd Woo. to get that one <laughs> over at nintendo life liam doolin writes the GameCube and Wii emulator Dolphin is coming to Steam in quarter two, 2023. Interesting. I remember that. The yeah. death Wasn't team that the, behind... What was it an add-on to something? It was Dolphin? just the emulator. No, it's, it's just the GameCube emulator. Game, it's the GameCube oh, emulator. Gotcha. Because game, the GameCube was called the, the Nintendo Dolphin as like its development name. And yeah, the, but wasn't the Dolphin supposed to be an expansion on the N64 and then they scrapped I, that and I made so. the GameCube? And that's yeah. why it was called... Uh, yeah. Because I think like the N64, if I remember right, you were supposed to... The next generation was supposed to... St- like the N64 was supposed to stack, stack on top. On top. It. it was like a disc drive, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then somehow they combined their they combined their powers into one. <laughs> but then they're like, nah, fuck that. Let's make this cool looking cube with a handle on it. Yeah. And Great I concept. with tiny dicks. Discs. 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 Wow. Discs. Freudian slip there. <laughs> anyway, how is that it's coming to Steam? Yeah. How is that allowed? I'm really interested in seeing how it pans out. So um, you can wishlist the, it, so it's going to be free. You can wishlist it now. Um, it's going to launch as an early access game. Um, 
How do you get the ROMs? You legally. need to legally own the games. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it sounds like I might be able to play Wind Waker. Yes. Again, <laughs> since they won't release one that I would happily play, seven, that I'll pay fucking seventy dollars for. I know. Switch game, just Wind that Waker. alone. Give me oh, Wind Waker on Switch. <laughs> other news that Chris doesn't have and won't have anywhere is that I pre-ordered uh, Tears of the Kingdom on when yeah. I texted you guys because the day after when we were talking about how lame pre-orders are, Chris and I were on team pre-orders are lame, and you and Angie were talking about how you like pre-ordering games. Yeah. And then I pre-ordered a game the very next day because it was only sixty bucks. Yeah, this is... he found it on sale. This is awesome. Yeah. There you go, nailed yeah. it. Yep. Pre-orders. Anyway, you guys gonna get this dolphin emulator? I might. I, I have a GameCube. <laughs> I, do, I don't. Oh, I have three. I think I have access to a Switch though, okay. and a Switch can play GameCube games. This, yeah, Switches. Can Why? Because they keep remaking them for it. <laughs> yeah, because they're still putting out. Uh, what was it? Just Dance. On the yeah, they're not. But they did for a long time. All right. Know. Anything else, you guys? You guys? Um. What? Anything else? What do we? What do I do we... have to get this ten-minute thing figured out, though, because yeah, what's happening? That might push me. I don't know. Maybe we should just stay on for ten minutes. But I got to get something to eat, man. I, it's already I, I can o'clock. smell food being cooked in the kitchen, and it smells delicious. Oh, nice. Well, I'll let you get to that before you have your stream, man. Thank you. Uh, where, let's see, do I do the outro first? I can't even remember. You can find us at MN Gamers Podcast on the Twitter first podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com on the email, uh, MNGamers.substack.com for our newsletter, 507-291-2991 for our voicemail or text i think that's it um i'm at johnny samsonite on twitter james where um, are you at i have bought lloyd primus in your stream and oh yeah and uh also yeah. watch me play isn't that blp entertainment though it's that's actually yeah. the one thing that you're not but lord primus on i changed it because i felt like mm. uh, whenever i was posting it around and like it yeah. just felt like i don't know it felt like, ch- I was like a little bit childish so that's yeah it. i am uh, twitch.tv slash blp entertainment yeah so that's where Get you can it. watch me play games poorly <laughs> well maybe this 10 minute thing will push me into finally figuring out how to use obs and record the shit and stream it mm. that's we can all dream chris how about you are dream. you exactly um you can find me at mngamers.substack.com you can find me at vgoccasion.tumblr.com or maybe slash vgoccasion I don't really know how Tumblr works anymore I don't either um, you, I know you they stopped allowing nudes on there a while ago I think that they brought big nudes big. back but not um, on iOS it's very complicated <laughs> sounds like it <laughs> anyway you gotta um, be in a web browser for that kind of content. You gotta be on your laptop. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can technically find me at VG Occasion on Twitter, but I'm not checking that shit anymore. <laughs> it's very liberating, but it's also very depressing. I miss I miss reading all these headlines about game news. I've just been like so out of the loop. <laughs>
but yeah, you know, you, you know what? <laughs> you could create a um, a Discord, right? Say, hear me out. You have a Discord, and then you have a tweet bot that will just tweet you the people that you want the headlines from, and then you get your news feed, and you don't have to use Twitter. That sounds like a lot of work. I, I do it in my Discord all the time, and it's great because that's my go-to. I check that, and then I go to Twitter, and I go to I just, afterwards. That's dangerous for the... It's the same thing at the end of the day, then. It's News? just another Twitter feed for me to stare at. Yeah. It's just in a different place, you know? It's just finite, though, you know? Like, you get to that's the true. end, and you're like, that's I guess true. I'm at the end. They haven't tweeted in the, in the last few minutes. You're not I getting, mean, like, 100 people. You get, like, okay, I like these three news sources i'll have them be the feed see but i made my news source list like a hundred people and then i would doom scroll that until the end of it not a hundred but it had like every video game <laughs> website <laughs> and a bag of chips oh, Anyways. okay hey it's dinner time it's yeah it's relationship time go play some games everyone i yep. I'm going to go write about video games and play Magic the Gathering like a big, dumb nerd. I'm going to go eat also. Yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. do it. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. 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 Thanks, y'all. Alert. Need more recording time?